When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How about them Cowboys? Well, how about them? This is the Rich Eisen Show. How about them? <laughs> how about them? Let's move on. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. When Brian Flores got fired a couple of weeks ago, that was the surprise. That was the shocker. That was the eyebrow raiser. And the reason that was given publicly by Stephen Ross, the owner, and I'm paraphrasing here, was essentially there were communication problems. Earlier on the show, Rams general manager, Les Snead. Fox Sports college football reporter, Bruce Feldman. Coming up, actress and comedian, Whitney Cummings. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Whitney Cummings, the uh, delightful, funny, uh... Vivacious comedian is going to be here in hour number three shortly in studio, and I have no idea how off the rails this is going to go. So um, let's uh, let's stay tuned for that. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. We're about to get to your phone calls right here. We started the show uh, two hours ago now in hour number one, discussing the statement that Stephen Ross, the Miami Dolphins owner, uh, put out late last night saying he couldn't uh, uh, sit and without uh, not respond to the uh, Brian Flores lawsuit, claiming that um, Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 for every loss that the coach would uh, endeavor in the uh, first year he took the job. And Stephen Ross vehemently denied that. And in the lawsuit that was filed two days ago as well, talking about uh, the Rooney Rule being a sham and how uh, he was just a ticked box as opposed to a coach given a fair shake in an interview process uh, because the color of his skin would allow them to satisfy a rule allowing him to hire whoever they wanted, which a, you know a team can hire whoever they want, but the Rooney Rule means give this guy a shot, maybe, just maybe, he can also be a candidate down the line, but at least you're giving him a shot here. And um, he offered two items up for um, uh, evidence, one of them being Bill Belichick's texts that was sent to him mistakenly congratulating him on the job with the Giants, and it appears Belichick had misread the text he had received from somebody saying that it was going to be Brian Dable's job. And he thought, I guess it said Brian Flores, and he texted him congratulations before Flores was even taking the meeting. He told CBS and ESPN yesterday this was on a Monday, and he received the text on a Monday, and he was interviewing on a Thursday. So three days later, he takes the takes the interview anyway because he figures this is my best shot for a job. Maybe I convince him. Maybe Belichick's wrong or whatever. And then, as we all know, Dable gets the job and... That's why the Giants are a defendant in the lawsuit. Another team that's not a defendant in the lawsuit, but was mentioned as uh, a team that he felt was having him in for an interview just to check a box and not really as an opportunity to be a candidate. We all know the Giants did send out a statement saying that he was a candidate there, a real candidate, all the way to the 11th hour before they chose Dayball. 
and thus refuting what he said in the lawsuit. The Denver Broncos were put out there um, as having given him a sham interview uh, where three days before Vic Fangio was hired, he was there. He said John Elway and Joe Ellis, John Elway, the chief executive in charge of football operations at the time, and Joe Ellis, the team president, showed up disheveled, and he assumed it was after a late night of drinking. John Elway has responded. Oh, Here's his statement sent out moments ago. While I was not planning to respond publicly to the false and defamatory claims by Brian Flores, I could not be silent any longer with my character, integrity, and professionalism being attacked. I took Coach Flores very seriously as a candidate for a head coaching position in 2019 and enjoyed our three-and-a-half-hour interview with him. Along with the rest of our group, I was prepared, ready, and fully engaged during the entire interview as Brian shared his experience and vision for our team. It's unfortunate and shocking to learn for the first time this week that Brian felt differently about our interview with him. For Brian to make an assumption about my appearance and state of mind early that morning was subjective, hurtful, and just plain wrong. If I appeared, quote-unquote, disheveled, as he claimed, it was because we had flown in during the middle of the night immediately following another interview in Denver and were going on a few hours sleep to meet the only window provided to us. I interviewed Brian in good faith, giving him the same consideration and opportunities every other candidate for a head coaching position in 2019, and this is something I clearly... I imagine you will be able to corroborate with plane tickets and receipts and things of that nature. I mean, better. And so this is what he responded today with. And um, I guess, again, we could talk about windows of opportunities and things of that nature. The one thing I'm also taking away from this window of opportunities to, to interview Flores back in the day, I have no idea uh, where he was and, when that meeting took place. The one thing that leaps out to me as well um, is if you can call up, um, if you don't mind, Stephen Ross's response that was sent out late last night on this front. If you notice the language, see the language? You notice the language? Defamatory, false and defamatory. He calls it false and defamatory here, the language that in that statement and the language that Elway said, false and defamatory. You know what that reeks of? Lawyers. That's what that reeks of. And that is my way of seeing in the end. I'm not a legal expert. I don't play one on TV, although sometimes I'm forced to. Um, it seems like I am right here. It seems like that's a way of just saying, keep it up. There's a countersuit coming. And you better be able to back things up. Battle lines drawn. Battle lines have been drawn. Why would Brian Flores make this up, though? I don't think he did. Like I said, I, I, I think he just feels like this didn't. You just, I, I, I know when I was in an interview, it just didn't feel right. Yeah, I've been in those before. Absolutely. I've been in tons of them before. I'm just like, this doesn't feel right. I don't think I got a shot at this job. Right. And, but I've never thought about that because it was the color of my skin. Right. So, um, and I cannot imagine what it must have felt like for him to look in his phone and see the greatest coach in the history of the game congratulating him on a job, and it was mistaken. Yeah, that's crushing, What man. a Oof. gut punch. Yeah. That's crushing. That must have felt like for Brian Flores. I cannot, and it's not something that Belichick, Belichick was well-intentioned to say, hey, congratulations. Right, yeah. And, 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 I don't think it's anything malicious on his part. It's just like, 
he even admitted he well, effed up. He's like, yeah, I, Again, I effed I, up. Like, I, and I'm sorry. And then he's like, yeah, thanks, coach, because that's the only thing you could say. Like, yeah. what the hell's your problem? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Who'd you find that out from? Like, you can't just now pepper Bill Belichick. Like, this is a – I just – like, he must have felt just helpless, hopeless, totally despondent. It would have gutted me. Gutted me. What do you say to your kids? You know what I mean? Like, what do you, what do you tell them? Well, what you tell him is, I, you know, dad stood up. That's why I think he filed the lawsuit. And I don't, again, I don't think he's making anything up at all. Like he, he, he's been told this or he felt it and he feels it in his bones and conviction. And that's why we got to find out the what is what. Like, what was that every, all about down in South Florida? And Elway could be like, you know what? I, I flew in the night before and I woke up. Here are the receipts. Yeah. This is the receipt, the email we got from his representation saying this is the only time we could interview him. We flew, we flew to get in there. But Flores thought to himself, this has got, and, and he might not have felt at the time, might have felt off at the time, and then he finds out it's Fangio's job. He'd be like, damn it. You put it all in a lawsuit. If you're going to sue, you're going to put it all in there. And you're going to put it all in there. And, and also you need to make sure that this thing gets the proper, you know, attention of who you're suing as well as the public opinion court certainly if you're doing this and i mean think about it this thing includes john elway bill belichick and an unnamed guy on a boat who may or may not be somebody who's insanely famous at the quarterback <laughs> position yeah right Gosh. 844-204-RICH number to dial uh let's go to archie in lynchburg virginia what's up archie hey rich thanks for taking my call thanks for hanging on there for as long as you did I do concur. D's is not a word. Yep. Okay. Very good. We're we're lockstep in the parenting department. Whack. What, what else is on your mind, Archie? Coach Flores. Similar to identical records as Adam Gase, Joe Philbin, voter fired. What makes him so great to bring this out and to do all this in the suing the NFL, which I don't think he ain't going to get a job no more. I think you ain't going to see him in the NFL anymore. What was the point? Well, I, I mean, well, I mean, I, I would definitely say, you know, Joe Philbin. Part of the reason why he was fired is there was a holy hell of a mess involving his coaching staff and one of the players feeling he was being bullied by other members of the offensive line. I mean, that—that's <laughs> nothing that was going on with Brian Flores' uh, department and Adam Gase. Um, you know, got fired there because it was clear that nothing was on the up and up, and he thought that Ryan Tannehill couldn't be the guy there, and you're starting to see him succeed somewhere else. I, I think it would definitely raise a flag with me saying this guy might not be the right guy. Brian Flores had back-to-back winning seasons for the first time since 03, which neither Philbin nor Gase did. And then on top of it, he 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 kept the team together that fell down to one and seven to to, to win seven in a row and almost make the playoffs. So to me, that's that's a leader of men that I would keep. You know, if we don't get the one and seven, he still got his job. I don't know. Uh, I I I would clearly he he wouldn't uh, have his job because of what he's alleging everything else that was going on in the first two years there, and that was then termed as communication deficient. You know, Archie, I I I I would. You don't think that 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 Brian Flores is a better coach than Philbin or Gase? You don't think that? Same record. I guess you got to go with the record. I'm going to go with the record. All right. Archie, thanks for the call. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll disagree there and agree on the fact that D's is not a word. D's. <laughs> uh, let's go to Matt in Tennessee. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Matt? 
Hey, Rich, how you doing? What's going on? Uh, pretty good. Uh, at least you didn't connect words pudding to these. Mm. But uh, what I want to say uh, about uh, uh, John Harborough uh, in Michigan. Okay. Like, what about the recruitment? Like, that, like, when it's signing day, like, what's John Harborough doing? Like, but then also, too, like, who scheduled the appointment between the Vikings or John Harborough? Like, whose time was it on? Well, and like, I, I'd be more interested in knowing that. Sure. And I would love to know the timeline. And I appreciate the call, Matt. Um, I, I'd love to know the timeline, too. I'm assuming it was, it was Jim, you know, um, and figuring out, oh, God, you know, obviously that's not going to be a great look that I'm interviewing on National Signing Day. But as Bruce Feldman said last hour, everything was buttoned up, you know, everything was already signed, sealed and delivered. So it's not like anything else. And if he was front, how about that? That what Bruce said last hour, Chris and TJ, how about that? That he said he told recruits, honestly, straight up, straight out. I'm, I'm interviewing for another job. Don't know if I'm going to take it. And if those kids are still there, I mean, is that is that like a Kaiser Soze type trick right there? Yes, I mean, I respect the honesty, uh, obviously. I mean, just straight up, and yeah. it, as he said, that that's not clearly what you know other coaches will do. I'm just like dying to know, as Bruce pointed out, and we've talked about, like halfway through the interview, something changed. I I think I know what it is. Like, I like think what? I told you what it is. Like Jim is going to be like it's dawning on him. I'm a, if I had to guess. It's dawning on him that either the offer is not a guarantee or they're starting to mention things about what they're expecting of him or from him right. or or wanting on his staff or telling him how to do it or what their expectation level is how to do it or we want this line of communication open. We demand that this is the way you do it because the way that Zimmer did it wasn't to our liking and we're hearing about what the way you do it or tell us how the way you do it and the way he's doing it. They're kind of like, well, would you be open to this or that? The other thing. And as you know, I don't like being told here about how to do it. If I think I'm expert as to how to do something, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always open to producing, you know what I mean? Sure. But I'm definitely particular about the way in which I want to host or, or, or do something. I can only imagine if it's starting to dawn on him, this might not be the fit or at least the way that we were zooming about it on Saturday. And I got something on the table back in Ann Arbor and the clock's ticking and I'm starting to sit in here to think this total speculation. I'm starting here to sit in here to think instead of like going to the next slide, you're wanting me to go to the next PowerPoint or do something here. And my mind's starting to think, well, what about that defensive end I've, I've already got up there in Michigan? Is he yeah. going to start going, like, I need to get back to that parent. I need to get back. Right. His mind starts thinking. To make a call or a text. Right, or... and it's no longer about what's going on in front of him. And he's also thinking, I damn near won 70% of my football games. When I was in San Francisco, I was in the Super Bowl. How about you? Yeah. And then it starts to go south fast. What do you think? Is that a possibility? I think it's, a po it's more likely than not, I think. Like, that's probably what it was in the middle. Like, yeah, I better get back. I got to get back home. <laughs> but then it went on for another four hours after know. that, you know? No idea. I know Jim will probably never, ever say, but. This is never going to get out. We be, will never know. I may be dying and I'm telling know. you, at his next press conference, if it's to announce a new contract or it's to, do, to announce the, that spring football's right around the corner, he'll be like, yeah, no, I mean, there's a bunch of journeys that we go on in life. And, right. 
you know, and it didn't work out. And it, you, know, and, 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 you know, and you know, and I, 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 I'm, I'm love the journey that I'm on, and I grow as a person, and and um, you know, and I, I just think you shouldn't eat chicken. What's next, you know? And yeah. and then you ask another question, and it'll go on. And then I got my guy with the skinny M on the hat, and let's go blue. I'm in. I was never out. Want to be known? I was never out. There's a lot of angry message board people. Right. I wasn't one of them. I wasn't one of them. Go blue. Let's go. We're back. We're back. Even though we never left. Even though you never left. I mean, never left. Never won. (sighs) (laughs) Whitney Cummings, everybody, next right here in studio on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. She is none other than Whitney Cummings. Good to see you, yeah, Whitney. Do you think success has changed me at all? I don't know. All I know is you're you're sitting in the the A position guest seat, and to your right is a remarkable lookalike. It's like a Penn and Teller situation. <laughs> actually, we have Penn coming on on Friday. Do you? Actually, yes, we have. Penn I, I mean, does Friday. he need a new teller? Because she's available. <laughs> she. Oh, well, I mean, she's it's a really chattier. it's really up to you because I think that she's going everywhere you're going right she now. She is. And by the way, I take offense at the fact that one of your cameramen called her a dummy. How dare you? Is that true? Did he somebody went, he actually... goes, Go sit next to the dummy. What? The dummy. <laughs> Fully functioning robot that thinks and talks. Her name is Whitney as well? or Her name is Bearclaw. <laughs> uh, if you watch the special, you'll know why. She talks. You can ask her questions. She okay. can fully talk. What do we Chris, got? can we talk about the fact that your favorite movie is You've Got Mail? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Chris, can we talk about the fact that your favorite movie is You've Got Mail? Can we do sure. that? Sure, it's a great movie. But why your favorite movie? It's not my favorite See, movie. He loves the film because it reminds him of a very special time in his life. Yeah, my mom surprised me my freshman year on a, college, on a weekend. You're a little and we homesick. went and saw the movie, and so I just kind of like it. I think and of her so now the fact, the, the fact, though, that I keep trying to make it sound like it's his favorite movie <laughs> is now the joke. It's, yeah, it's, okay. really, it's really caught on, too. It's now the joke. She's got other questions. Okay, Listen, Rich, when are you two getting hair implants? <laughs> Did you really ask if I'm getting, when am I getting hair implants? Okay. She's very caught. Did you really ask if I'm going when I get in here and plan? That's her just mocking you. Sometimes she'll just repeat what you say and then make you feel stupid about the thing you just said. Oh so gosh. people keep asking what she can do. You can program in things for her to say, but you can also just ask her random questions, and I never know what she's going to say. Okay, what, which questions do you have for What do you want to ask? Um, she knows any. I bet she knows more about sports than any of you. Okay, why did Andrew Luck retire? Okay. Ask her that. Why did Andrew Luck retire? I don't know why it happened, <laughs> but we should try to figure it out. By the we way, do a search. By that the way, is deep. she said that is deep. <laughs> that is deep. We should figure it out. By the way, that's automatically one of the most nuanced takes on the subject in all of sports. You have no, you, I mean, that was already right there. Most than half of the sports talk community, more nuanced take. I. This is how I'm learning claw. about sports because you guys know that I, I suck at sports, and every time I come on the show, I feel bad. But no, I can ask to. her anything and learn. Okay. Do you know Tom Brady? Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. is an American football quarterback for the New England Patriots of the National Football League. I recommend every woman that doesn't want to learn about sports get one of these and she'll talk to your husband or boyfriend about this stuff. Welcome back to The Rich Eisen Show, and my next guest is a pure delight, and I would say that even if she wasn't sitting to my right, wearing very bright clothing. Studio 666, or 666, will be available in theaters nationwide on February 25th, her Touch Me Tour. For more information on dates to buy tickets to go see her, WhitneyCummings.com slash tour. Good to see you, Whitney Cummings. Hi. I know I'm dressing crazy. I just, no, I, I don't care anymore. All my, I love it. All my friends are dying. I've only been wearing oh, black. <laughs> I've only been wearing black for the past two weeks going to funerals, so I figured I'd brighten it up. I know. That's where I saw you last. Last time I saw you, and I at totally... At Bob Saget's funeral. At Bob Saget's funeral, where I was completely lost because, yes. you know, we're both... We were tight with Saget. Like, he would want us making crazy jokes. He, he would. And it was just... It was so weirdly serious, and... All I could think about was the story that Bob told me uh, once when we were in New York, where it's because Bob's got like, you know, there's like five things in your brain that are like, this is the funny, the hardest I've ever laughed. He's got like two or three of my five. One time we were in New York and, you know, his sister had a horrible disease called scleroderma, which, you know, deteriorates your skin. And we were in New York one time and, you know, he would do the charity event every year. We do stand up at it. And uh, I had ordered lasagna at the Bowery Hotel. And as I was eating it, he goes, hey, stop eating my sister. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was like the heart. It was one of those laughs where you like have to like go for a walk to like collect yourself. Like one of those like healing old wounds laugh. And he was unbelievable. It would be that brutal. But then he also would like be so dumb. Like I remember one time we were at some restaurant in Hollywood and you know, when you're like done with eating, like everyone just gets on their phone automatically, you know? Uh And I look over and Bob had ordered like a Sunday or something like some dumb, like fruit Sunday. 
And uh, I look over and like he's typing on an actual Blackberry, like the berry. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I was like, Bob, what are you doing? And he had been doing it for like two minutes. Like he was waiting for us to notice and it was all like mushed up in his hands. So I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm typing on my Blackberry. And it was just like so dumb. The commitment. The commitment to it. <laughs> the fact that he was just waiting for us to notice and it was like all bleeding all over his hands. But the but I really feel like the the speeches were also so right. You know, I feel like when you go to the funeral for someone that you love so much and the speeches suck, you're like, you're bombing, like you're ruining. (laughs) They were great. Like, thank God, you know. They killed at the funeral. Oh, my God, totally. Because, like, I I was like, this we can't bomb this funeral for Bob. And um, it was so funny that his wife was like, yeah, Bob still doesn't know what I do for a living. (laughs) And then his daughter, the funniest thing, his daughter, one of his daughters was saying, like, how him and Bob, how her and Bob would go out in public and he would, like, point to random people and be like aren't you glad that weirdo's not your dad <laughs> like what if he was your dad like are you glad you got me like you're such a weird it sounded exactly what he what he would be like and you know he was here just a, a few you know months ago and um you know I, it's also just, just being a comedian at a funeral like seeing you really grounded me because <laughs> how did i ground well, you well because our instincts are like to just like say something inappropriate and like disgrace right. the occasion and just you know like you know it happened in florida a couple of days before and nikki glazer and i we walked up to the coffin you know and i don't think we you know you don't realize it doesn't really hit you it still maybe hasn't hit me frankly but right. we walked up to the coffin and put our hands on it and i just whispered to her there's no way Bob's in here. Like, there's no way Florida people got him here in three days, right? Like, he's not in here, right? He would like, appreciate that, though. <laughs> yeah, we were just kind of like, the only thing we can do right now is just pretend like they didn't get him here. And there's like just the body supply chain somehow. Like, got- okay, in Orlando people got him here <laughs> right. in three days. My luggage is still in Orlando from two months ago. Like, I just feel like he's not in here. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> like, we were just, you know, it was... It was like the perfect mix, I feel like, of incredibly reverent, but also like there was a there was a warmth that was, there was just inspiring because he because because Bob Saget, I got Whitney Cummings here on the Rich Eisen show. And I think Bob would love the fact that we're talking about him here yeah. is that he he was the fact is that he was so nice to so many people and he really cared when he asked you about your family and he really cared and he really was just into that stuff. Like he was, he, he geeked out on love and family and then would say the most inappropriate stuff <laughs> right on top of it. Like he would when he was here, he was talking about, you know, you know, he, he, he was talking about, uh, um, I asked him about Rickles and he started telling a story about Rickles, but he mentioned his father once he goes, you remember my dad, right? And I answered, seriously like yeah I, I remember your father and it was just a setup from saying he remembers you had nice soft hands for him yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like wait a minute so I, I wasn't supposed to seriously answer that question I should just let you be the comedian like that literally is what happened he's you know? like I'll, I'll get the yeah it's just I, I, it also was so like normally when I go to a funeral and like you know I, you know because when you're in pain and grieving you just you're mad at everyone and need someone to blame you know right. or you need to distract yourself from the grief by being like why did that person wear this to the funeral like why is this whore in a you know a black miniskirt like you know, like you know you're just whatever you hate everyone because but it was like 
I, 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 this is how great Bob is because well, you know that as soon as someone dies, everyone's their best friend. Like all right. of a sudden, they like mm-hmm. are going through their photos looking for the dead person they had a selfie yeah. with. Like I'm like, how did you like? You found out that person was dead and instantly just went to your iPhone and started looking at the selfie of you two right. together to pretend you were best friends. Like you know, but everyone at that funeral was like. Bob was Bob's best friend and I, it no didn't doubt. even make me competitive. I was like, yeah, he is the kind of person that like everyone, he was everyone's best friend within two minutes. I just, when you said whore in a miniskirt, I'm like, how dare you talk about Norman Lear like that? It was also funny. Like, I mean, Nikki Glazer was, uh, we went together. She was cracking me up because a lot of people were carrying the coffin, like comedians, we are so out of shape. Like watching all those comedians <laughs> struggle with that coffin was embarrassing. Nikki was like, "Could we get the Dave Chappelle from five years ago?" That was on steroids. Like, I feel like we're not going to get. I feel like we're not going to get this casket oh in the ground, guys. Gosh. It was bad. It was Whitney bad. Cummings here on the Rich Eisen show. So, is uh, you mentioning your grief? Is that why you're watching a lot of football? You know what? I've weeks, been watching Whitney? a lot of football. I almost went to the Rams game the other day. I'm only here to bully you for Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> so, I, do you think I need to do the show anymore? I mean, how many okay. times do I come here? I don't know anything right. about sports. No, but I, no, what but I do want to know is that I'm touring yes. and uh, everyone's worried about getting canceled. Like comedians are all like, you get canceled if you say anything. You know, mm-hmm. I'm only worried about getting canceled by cities mm-hmm. and states because they don't they will they don't forget. One time I was in Boston and I was at the Wilbur Theater mm-hmm. and I was talking about I was doing a joke about how like every guy when they watch sports, they um, they wear a jersey like as if they're on the team. <laughs> like you have to like right. I don't wear like I don't watch Grey's Anatomy and Scrubs. Like I don't know why you need to wear <laughs> like you're not getting drafted. Like there's like when someone gets hurt, they're not going to call up and be like, hey, Chris, we need you, buddy. Are you in? Yeah, you're like, hold on a second. I'm in the 300 level. I can, I can make it down. I'll be there. Hold on. Yeah, I'll be right back. Right Every guy has a football in the back of their car, even right. at 45, like just in case. <laughs> like, we're out of footballs, Facts. man. Can you grab that one from your truck? My golf clubs are literally in my truck. Like, and so, and so um, basically, I was like telling Starbuck, I was like, yeah, like I said the Boston Patriots. Oh. Well, they used to be called that, though, right? Yeah, like technically like way, back in like the, the Kennedy administration, like way back. Yeah, yeah right. okay. I'm, I know I look like Joan Rivers, but I'm not that old. Um, I ha- it took me like 30 minutes to get the crowd back. <laughs> it was bad. It was like, like it really. But I've dated a couple Boston fans, one of whom, when uh, or, or no, I was dating a Boston fan that when they were playing, I, it's, I think it was when they got in the Super Bowl. Every time you're the most suspicious fan, it's, don't you think? Like the superstitious, what do you call it? Oh, superstitious, yeah. superstitious, sure. and suspicious of other yeah, teams, probably too, and say. women, yeah, and women. Well, they're Boston. <laughs> I mean, my God. So every time they would win, for some reason, I would come in halfway through the game and like sit on the edge of the couch. Oh boy. Like, because I'd only go in if they were winning, because we would break up every time they lose. So that was <laughs> a lot of times. And so uh, I would sit on the edge of the couch, and they'd win. We break up the next year. Mm. Football season starts, and he's like, can you come sit on the couch? On the couch? I'm like, dude, we haven't spoken in a year. <laughs> can, can we can we mark the just-ending career of Tom Brady with with how, how often you were on this couch? And Is now you're like, because he, he won six Super Bowls there. Were you, do you feel like he's going to be remembered as like 
like John McEnroe level, like just the guy who had a tantrum and threw his computer? No, here's what we're going to remember him for. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I feel like I feel like you need another year to get that out of our head. Here's what we were wondering about Tom Brady: mm-hmm. is what's the number of pounds he's going to gain in his first year out? Oh God, how's this going to go? Like, what's he going to do? I don't. That's the question. Because normally football players, when they're done playing, they just they just get huge. They're like, screw it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm done. I'm done trying I, to train. I hope here. we get some pics some old tweets resurface. <laughs> oh. I want to go full disgrace. There's no way someone can stay a hero anymore. There's no way he's not going to drive a golf cart into a school bus. Like, there's no way. Who has like, successfully... Giselle's st- going to smash the back windshield of his no, escalator. No, that's a different Who Florida story. Who has successfully story? stayed, like dignified you know mm. i feel like a weird pick is coming out i feel like some, uh, wearing fishnets it of chipotle is about to surface yeah. i don't know what it's gonna be mm. what's he gonna do with this I time think that is his biggest scandal is that he would be eating off of yeah. his diet right. like that would be well, for he's him selling the clothing brand so he still has to be kind That's of a true. model he's, for true. the the brand. That's embarrassing. He's going to be on the mass dancer way. in 20 minutes. Let's be honest. This is going to go so south By so fast. By the way, my children Please, would lose their freaking little minds if Tom Brady Please showed God. up on the masked dancer or masked singer. singer. He's going to humiliate himself somehow. They think they think every single person in the history of the masked singer is the most famous person of all time. I did the masked dancer. And how'd that work out for I you? I was on the t- at the time on uh, antibiotics and had had long COVID and I didn't know it was a children's show and I was sexually harassing Brian Austin Green the entire time to where they had to stop the show and they were like there's like children in the audience like you have to stop <laughs> asking Brian Austin Green to like on your face like you have to stop this is and I was like oh I didn't realize I, I didn't yeah yeah they were like our demo is eight-year-olds right and yeah so you had to it, yeah they're tone like, it down they're like we're bit. Disney can you stop like yeah. it's already you already are only here because like nine people couldn't make it <laughs> We're only here because all the men no. we wanted to hire got canceled for a sexual assault. My parents, I mean, sorry, but I, I, me being the parent, my kids think that um, every single masked singer is either Barack Obama, okay. LeBron James, <laughs> or Beyonce. The most famous people. The most famous people. So I've told them, I have told them if no, anybody's no, no. ever been revealed on the show, no, if, they, no. if they're ever Beyonce or no. any member of mm-hmm. the Obama family, any member. No, it's of. more like George Foreman, like <laughs> Carrot Top. Well, as when it, it, it puts you in a difficult bind when Tommy Chong is unmasked <laughs> and your kids say, what's he famous for? <laughs> Killing daddy's brain cells <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> Making daddy stupider. <laughs> Cannot wait for you to see Up in Smoke one day, but today's not that day. You know? I remember like, there was a, what, have you done a roast? You've been on a bunch of roasts. Because we were on one together, right? We Steve did, uh, Tish. We did the Steve Tish That's roast right. one night, which That's was right. just an absolute delight. And I have uh, uh, Jeff Ross invites me to every single one of them right. uh, for Comedy Central, and uh, I'll attend as many as possible. That's crazy. You were you were at the Sag. You were, did you do the Sag? The Sag roast? roast. Yes, I was a writer on the Sag roast, and that was the infamous roast when Norm Macdonald also dead went up. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sort of like. It's a, it's a, it's just, it, I feel like it's just coming so hard with comedians that. and legends, you know? Um, and then with Louis Anderson happening, oh, uh, Dan Mintz oh, had goodness. a hilarious joke. He was like, um, meatloaf died of COVID and Louis Anderson died of meatloaf. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got to roast the ones that you love. I know. Right? It's like well, we have to the only way to sort of deal with grief. But um, yeah, I mean, that's what Jeff Ross was saying that Saget died to knock Betty White off the pages. And he used a very <laughs> awful, inappropriate word to describe Betty White that nobody ever uses. But yeah, but I mean, it's it's kind of like just it's been a wild time. And, and I went to the party afterwards and. Uh, and we were just sitting in the back. Just the only way we could get through it is to be haters. We were like, which comedian is going to ruin this by being a malignant narcissist and making it about them? And um, who won? <laughs> yeah. Who- <laughs> uh, he, uh, you can guess. <laughs> I'll stay out of it. Oh, gosh. This is now it's you got to guess the malignant uh, narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if they just mask it, that could be a show on Fox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Masked malignant narcissist. Masked narcissist. Masked narcissist. Right. I would watch that. Let's pitch it. Honestly, You've I would watch that. You've got a lot of contacts in this town. Coming in September. So tell me about this film um, with Foo, the Foo the Fighters. The Foo Fighters are, are doing a horror comedy movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like sort of just like a, you know, we're at a time where every movie now is like trying to tell you how to vote or lecture you on like morality or tell, mm-hmm. like, it's just, I, I don't know when, there's a comedian I signed up to just be a scumbag. Like, I, I don't want to have to be your hero. <laughs> and be moral, your moral compass, you know. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I just whenever a project comes along, that's just like this is all just like, you know, uh, just completely for entertainment and or entertainment alone. I was right. reading the script and I said no actually initially because there was a scene where I had to sing a, a heart song in front of. The entire band, like I play, Dave Grohl? I play like the like the neighbor Encino whore, straight offer, um, like <laughs> groupie that is obsessed with just sleeping with all of them and trying uh-huh. to get in their band. So I'm like, go up to them and I'm like, do you need a backup singer? Like, like, and I start singing a heart song in front of them. And then the day of, they were like, oh, it turns out we can't get the license the song in time, so we're just gonna have you sing Everlong by the Foo Fighters. And I was like. I'm like, you want me to sing a Foo Fighters song in, in front, front of, of all the Foo worse. Fighters? Like, I, it was, because also it's like me, they're like, oh, Whitney's going to be bad at singing. It's going to be so funny. It's not funny. It's like, it's like sad. Like people like feel sorry for me. It's like, a, it's, it's not funny. It's like, is she okay? Mm-hmm. Like, and so I'm singing a Foo Fighters song, like looking at Pat Smear in the eyes and being like, this is my actual nightmare. Like singing you know, is this the horror in to the my film? heroes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and then the I get I get murdered movie? in a very satisfying way. For all of you Reddit people that hate me, you're gonna love me getting <laughs> <laughs> murdered in this movie. Um, and I got to have some sex scenes with a, a Foo Fighter. So, hey, that is what's called a bucket list for some. Yeah, uh, and I had like a lot of Sutter Home before it, so it. I look convincing. Studio 666, available in theaters nationwide. Um, you are in it. Will Forte is in it, too. Pretty yeah, cool, it's a man. crazy cast. And Dave Grohl like, gets possessed and murders all the bandmates. It's yeah. it's like amazing. I mean, if Dave Grohl asks you to do something, the answer is, of course. show right? up. Of course. Yeah, it's the best. And he's so funny, and I don't understand why. Okay. I'm like, is this a Scientology thing? Why are you so funny and so nice and so talented? This is fishy. He's not a Scientologist, No, is I don't think so. But okay. it's just like suspicious. When yeah, someone's like good at everything... And cool. They're like, wait a second. Yeah, it can't yeah. be real. It can't be real. Yeah. Uh, and the Touch Me Tour. No one sexually harassed me. It was very insulting. Um, <laughs> touch Me Tour. Yes, I'm touring all around the country and um, just trying to not screw up uh, the team names <laughs> because I'm going to lots of like random cities. Because, you know, I definitely booked 60 cities, assuming like half would cancel because of COVID. <laughs> so and, none of, and, no, and none of them None have? of them canceled. And I'm like, oh God, I have to do these. Uh, oh, but great. yeah, so I'm doing like, you know, three, four cities a week and trying to get back out there and, you know, do comedy again. And people are ready to the people, rock, it's so right? It's so done. Like comedians to... are such brats. We're such babies. We're like, no one listens to say anything. That we have to do comedy for people in masks. It's like, like we're, we'll complain about sugar cookies and hot pockets. Like they're just ignore <laughs> us. 
Ignore whining. What's a complaint on a hot pocket? Like, no, ima- like remember, on. well, was that Jim Gaffigan had a whole thing about right. hot pockets, right? Yeah, I think. Of yeah, like we'll we'll and Gary Goldman complains about sugar cookies. Like, there's nothing we will not blow out of proportions. We're, I mean, Chris knows he's married to one. Well, yeah, that's the way it goes. That's right. <laughs> Are you married to one? No, not okay. Technically. I just not want to make sure. Okay, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I, I, not, I just need to know where I mean, the register is. Child and own a house. It's right. Yeah, it's, you're. It's, yeah, this is the one thing you can hold on to. That's pretty much yeah, it. One thing you're going to hold out on. Where do I get that outfit? Um, uh, a garbage I, can near no, you. No, like, outside Carrot Tops it, it, show it's in like, Vegas. It's like raggedy. <laughs> it's like raggedy Ann. I like, think you, you get know? it at the AIDS quilt outlet. I don't know what is this. Is I didn't know that such a thing existed. Is that a good fantasy team? Uh, Look, no. weed is now legal in California, and uh, YouTube stars are designing merch, and this is what happens. So I think we need to make it illegal again. Are you going to fight Jake Paul next? I, you know what? I might. <laughs> I might. By the way, <laughs> that, I would. I, I would never really spend a lot of money on a fight, but I would. Pay I to could see win that. emotionally, physically. I don't know. I just. Uh, I mean, how would you I'm emotionally just, win over Jake? I'm Paul? just. That's uh, manipulating uh, men is my Daytona. Are you watching Cheer? Are you? guys into cheerleading uh, like are you not allowed to watch that what do you mean like uh, like per, like professional cheerleading navarro oh. it's this awesome are any of your daughters in cheer no no it's a, it's like it's this my new favorite sport is cheerleading uh what's the sport in it it's what's that what's the sport well it's it's like it's gymnastics and it's, right. Okay. Okay. All right. Is There's that? Are we not? Everyone's just show? worried about getting canceled. They're like, we don't watch girls in no, tiny things jump not, around. It's not. It's not, it's excuse not, me. Not I, at all. I, but I'm saying, I thought cheerleaders. Just, I thought it was like a sexual thing. But like these girls are like hardcore gymnasts, and they're yeah. like doing crazy stuff. I totally get that. I but just, I did not know that it was like televised yeah, and, co- and, and it competitive. Cheer? Show? No one knows cheer. Is it a scripted show or just? It's a, no, it's an unscripted show about the best cheerleading team uh, in the co- country. The best. Co- and it's made by the guys that did Lance Last Chance You, not oh, Lance. Okay, okay. okay. So it's right. really cool. It's like that's okay, my new right. thing. I, I did not right. just fart. This is why do you no, put the, guests in a leather chair? This I don't is know. So, <laughs> I so did hear that. I thought is there an earthquake mean, or something? Jesus Christ! So the only the only cheerleading stuff I know is what Yellow Jacket now, right? Isn't that? Oh, the, Yellow Jacket's the, the, well, the show. Soccer. Oh, that's but soccer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I <laughs> thought they were cheerleaders. I didn't know. My bad. I had no idea. I am. Yeah. I'm. That's like I'm slowly getting into it, but I feel. Like those cheerleaders should go into the NFL, don't you think? Or does um, NFL just want kind of? Like- I I don't know. I, I don't think that when the cheerleaders in gymnastics uh, in, in the NFL are known for their gymnastic. No, I, I mean they're barely barely and in college. There, you know, that's serious business. That's serious like college, business, you got yeah, they got pyramids and they flip them in the air and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, in the NFL, they just get them out of rehab and just for the day. And <laughs> I don't just know about them. that. I don't know about that. <laughs> That I'm unaware of. I don't know if we're allowed they to say that. just give him some now. Adderall and sort of see what happens. Go out there on the field. My God, what are you watching on television? It's insane. I'm telling you, I feel like football would be even more fun if they got the Navarro cheerleaders to be... Like, why don't they have professional cheerleaders? Like, like flying around in between. Flying around in between. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? That would be great. That would be great. Let's start, let, let's start Super Bowl 56. But let's run that up. That's how you're going to get free tickets. I'm just saying. Okay. Instead, you have these, like, sloppy... TikTok stars on the side. Studio 666 <laughs> available in theaters nationwide on February 25th. WhitneyCummings.com slash tour to see Whitney on tour. The Touch Me Tour. Good to see the you. The Touch Me Tour. Yeah, and thanks. Um, It was just so good to see you at that funeral and I was like, oh, I just want to come on and say hi to you guys. I, know, I feel like I always of, come on here and bomb, but I just you keep asking. The, I think you're the first guest in our now eight years of this show that's come on because I saw you at a funeral. Oh. <laughs> 
and I think so I think true. and I think Bob Saget may may he rest in peace and we look up and see him. I think he would be very pleased. About awesome, this. I agree, I and I think agree. that the, that uh, he would you know be so um, honored that all of his friends love each other so much, and and he he's I mean this is what had to happen for uh, people to talk about him on on television. <laughs> if you think he's psyched, he's getting more know, press than ever. I know. Good, good to see you. You too. I love you. I'm Thanks, right guys. back at you at Thanks, Whitney work. Cummings on Twitter and Instagram right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for J.D. Power 2023 award information. Visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, it is a very tight vote. I just looked during the commercial break right there. Very tight vote on whether I should have allowed these to be a um, oh, a, a proper Scrabble word. Yeah, you put that tweet up. Threw it out there. Yeah. Uh, my daughter in playing Scrabble last night. We're we're uh, we're crossing wits. We're crossing words, and she busts out the D E E Z. <laughs> On the oh, board, man. you could knock me over a feather, <laughs> dude. You could knock me over a feather. Forty-nine point four, yes. Fifty point six, no. It's tight. We're now. Should I have allowed this word? <laughs> yes. It's just so funny to see it. Again. It's a word, man. Please. Let me get. Let me, Not a word. Parenting advice. Yes. Okay. I'm happy to provide it. I am. I don't know how I put this. Very competitive. Okay. <laughs> Been known, I've che- noticed. been known to cheat and ruin things like throughout my life and my family. Exit signs. One example. <laughs> you, 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 you booted a basketball in anger, broken an exit sign. I kicked an exit. I kicked the ball and cracked a ceiling tile. I threw the ball and broke the exit. Sign. My bad. I stand corrected. In a two-week span, got booted from that basketball league. Um, are will you taking it easy on her? So like. Should I take it easy on my son, I guess, as he grows up? Is the, my well, question. the number of times where she was stumped on what words to spell, because, as you know, the tiles are all randomly placed in, 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 in that little, you know, docket or whatever they have right there. I, I would say, what do you let me see what you have. And I would help her 
But would you help her in a way that maybe the word wasn't as high scoring? So you no. could then. No, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to teach her strategy. Like she set you later, up. later on after the deer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I then spelled race. Okay. And that left open the right flank all the way down four letters down to the triple word oh, score. Got it. And she was about to, she put the S at the end of race for races, but then put the word use. And I'm like, no, no, no. You need a four letter word off the S to get all the way down to that triple word score. So I'm trying to teach her strategy. Okay, that's good. That's the whole point of this thing. But then ultimately, you won the game. I want her to win in Scrabble when she's later on, whenever she's ever in a situation, she's equipped to whip the competition in Scrabble and also know which words are allowable and which are not. But you beat her in this game. What do you mean? I'm just wondering, like, when... Do I let my kid win or do I wait for him to actually beat me and then and then later admit that I let him win? <laughs> Why do you have to admit it? Um, I, 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 I don't know. You'll never let your son win. Why are you even asking me this question? You're never going to be able to do know. that. You I mean, can't lay down even for your own flesh and blood. You I can't can, lay down. Can. I'm just asking. I know you can't lay down. I'm trying. Yeah. I just I want to be a good dad. I, and I, <laughs> I appreciate that. You'll never be the best dad. I appreciate that. We're just wondering, like, a good parenting question. Like, do you purposely let your kid win something? For what? Just to to try and make sure that you don't deal with the blowback? Oh, oh, okay. You know, you want them to have confidence. Brockman, I think when it comes to something like a board game, sure, let Cage win. But if it comes to, like, something physical, like basketball or stuff, you have to win. Because the quote, Sheik Lucha, the locks, you're going to be older way longer than you're going to be younger. You might as well get, because it... Tom's going to go by so quick. Next, right. you know, he's going to be 15 and body bodying you up on the hoop court. But at some point, he is so, going to actually just like beat me 11 yeah. nothing or something. So, point. so you I might right. take it. Just get it all right, out right. now, man. <laughs> Good choice, especially when you're on the golf course as well. Uh, yeah, one right. thing you'll definitely do is let, let your son use the same type of golf ball you're using, certainly from the Chrome Soft family. Because Callaway's engineered Chrome Soft to be the best tour ball. Didn't just make the best players better. They want to make sure that they made everyone better. And I appreciate that since I'm in the everyone category. (laughs) I use the Chrome Soft, the regular Chrome Soft from the Chrome Soft family that has the best tour performance for every type of performance. The regular Chrome Soft is designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, incredible forgiveness. But for better players looking for more workability, there's Chrome Soft X that provides excellent spin consistency and tour level short game control. Finally, Chrome Soft XLS gives you a lower spin golf ball on longer shots, firmer feel, but still with high spin around the greens. And now every Chrome Soft is enhanced with precision technology, which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one one-thousandth of an inch. This ensures they're the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible when you add it all up. It's pretty simple. Golf uh, Chrome Soft is better for the best and then better for everyone. It's pretty cool. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay. Tomorrow's show, Charles Oakley. Uh-oh. In studio. Love it. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go right down to Dolan Wormhole and see what uh, see what I can find. See what I can find with Charles Oakley. <laughs> careful, I'm, you know, huh? I'm gonna, I don't know if you want to find it. Well, I don't know. I'm going to flat out ask him if I should if I should stay put. Or should I let the bygones be bygones? I want to know if he's ever caught Kevin slipping on the streets in New York somewhere. That's what I want to know. 
if he's ever caught. Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, the body, Kevin the bodyguard. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I just thought, honestly thought to myself, I swear to God, was Charles Oakley in Home Alone 2? <laughs> <laughs> was he? That's what I thought. Like Kevin slipping on the streets of New York, because you know Home Alone 2 is in New York. Right, right, right. He might have been Eddie. Oakley and Eddie. Also, also, Rich, another thing, you know, Whitney's just left and had yes. that interview. And something she said, she said a lot, which was great, but she said, like, quote. Yo, you wrote it down? I, I dated a couple of Boston fans, and I'm like, wouldn't one have been enough? Like, you, wow. you went back for more wow. of that? Like, you know, wow. a couple? That means more than one, right? That's, that you know. means her type is somebody who's not happy unless they're unhappy. Well, I mean... Right? Yeah, Isn't that, doesn't that describe every single person from Boston? I, Certainly I in the know. sports world. I shouldn't just paint with a broad brush. Certainly since I'm married into a family of Bostonians. Yeah. I just know like my impression of Boston is I was there a few years ago for work and uh, I was parked outside and the girl crossed the street and the dude pulled up in the truck and he yelled something at her that was not friendly and something I cannot repeat on Peacock. But right. I was like, why would you say that? She was just crossing the street. And right. So that's my impression of Bostoners. Well, it's funny. Angry, angry like, guy in the middle of the street you, yelling words. Yeah, you've dated yeah. a couple people and you can't imagine that after one, she went back for more. <laughs> she went back for more. Oh, you're I just mean, assuming look. that all Bostonians are cookie cutters. That's what I, you're assuming. I, I, I don't want to, but you know, based upon the way you describe Bostonians mm-hmm. almost daily here. Oh, here's I, you know. I hear you. Oh, there's before we go. Um, there's a great shout out to Boston. Yeah. Shout out to Boston. <laughs> out to Boston. This is a great uh, tweet exchange. I don't know how it got in my Twitter timeline, but it did. The news again is the trade deadline is approaching in the uh, NBA. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, All Star Game trade deadline all, fast approaching, and what do the Sixers do with Ben Simmons? Right. Now that the, the Sacramento Kings have basically said, I'm out, you know, put their money on the table, said, I'm out. <laughs> and um, and then the question is, as you know, Stephen A., our guest yesterday, went all in on the ESPN pregame show a couple of weeks ago, or I think it was last week, blaming uh, ownership of the Sixers to get out of the way and let Daryl Morey do his job, apparently saying that Daryl Morey's being handcuffed and trading Ben Simmons. Just like get rid of him, get get him out, get him get out of there, something. get something for him, because the longer he's there, you know, the less value he'll have. I don't, I don't know. Just get him out, just move on. Also, we're in the prime of Embiid's career, right? Now. Yeah, That's like, and so killing. do something with him. And you know, I, I guess you're saying Sabonis is on the the market as well, right? So the you're seeing how, or, or everyone on the Pacers is on the market. So you're seeing how everything's kind of um, moving up, moving f- faster. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ramona Shelburne uh, was reporting Momo. from ESPN that Ben Simmons was unvaccinated when he arrived oh, uh, in camp. <laughs> Remember when he got he was there and then he got ejected from. Yeah, because he had his phone in his pocket. Well, he didn't have his phone in his pocket. Somebody told us it was it not his like phone. Like, yeah. It was Sham said it wasn't his phone. Yeah. It was. It was like a, a jersey rolled like a, up, right? Yeah, yeah, jersey rolled up, right? Yeah. And it looked like his phone. But at any rate, so he's he's now vaccinated, and that report made it uh, on on Twitter. And then I thought this was a, a great response that I saw on the Twitter feed. Somebody said, "No way, he took three shots." I thought that was <laughs> one of the best tweets I've seen in a long time. 
<laughs> I don't know who that person is at <laughs> Phil Atticus, but that's one of my favorite tweets I've seen in a very long. No way he took three shots. Wow. <laughs> He's the that is, that's pretty funny. That is amazing. <laughs> I can't front. That's funny. Oh my gosh! He passed up one of the shots. Is that what happened? Oh, he's not technically fully vaccinated. No way he He definitely didn't make three shots. (laughs) You know what I mean? It could be three dumps. It's time to boost, right? It's time to get him out. Don't you think? It's been time. Like if you're going to give, first of all, the thing is, the dude's going to give up almost thirty-two million, right? So, how do you entice him? Because most people can be enticed by money, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. that's not the case. So I don't. He's know given what... up 19 million already. Shaq went all in on him a couple weeks ago too, as well on TNT. The so, Diesel, the Daddy. The uh, I'm telling you, he went all in on him. <laughs> ben Simmons. So we'll have a conversation tomorrow with Charles Oakley. Cannot wait for that. We'll tell you what the rest of the week is, and then uh, uh, come back with a little bit more fun to wrap up the show on Peacock. But for our radio audience. Call in and chat again on Friday.